Hi everyone, Scott here from the E-Commerce Insights Podcast, also the founder and CEO of Wicked Reports, the top marketing attribution platform for e-commerce marketers, particularly those involved in lead gen. Today's episode, what you don't know about attribution that could sink your company. Now that may sound a little dramatic, it's not like if you don't have the data, you're gonna collapse immediately, but any gains you have in the market will get steadily eroded by people that have the right data because they'll be buying the good customers faster, cheaper, and better than you will, and eventually you, your whole business could be a risk. I wanted to look at things that people may not know about attribution, but because either you know they haven't taken the time to understand it and because you know, everyone's busy with their day jobs, <laughs> This is my day job, so I spend a lot of time thinking about it. And I call these attribution fails. It's some little things that can really add up to, you know, seven, eight figures of business over time. So it's it's worth digging into these five points to make sure that you understand and aware of them, both when you choose to embark on your marketing attribution solution you want to make sure these are covered in a way that you concretely understand, believe, and can trust so that you can achieve the success that marketing attribution can give people. So the first attribution fail that I find is that people come to us well let me let me write it down <laughs> hold on my nice gnr sweatshirt today that i dress up extra handsome for the podcast the first one meeting every click tracked or don't trust use it's an end by the way so this one happens sometimes you know when I used to be on demos I'm not really on them anymore but every once in a while I get to partake in one and um, people will be like well how do I know that if someone sees a video of on YouTube and then thinks about it for three days, doesn't click, and then uses a different device and then has a cloaking mechanism and then clicks and doesn't do anything and then one month later they decide to finally organically go to our site. How can you know they watched a YouTube video six weeks ago on their iPhone and then they use their computer and then and they get really caught up in these intricate challenges and um, it used to be I would you know get really into those <laughs> debates and now I'm like two things what are you going to do with it why do you need every single click track to be able to make an actionable decision that makes you more money or saves you money and three you're always anyone's gonna be able to dream up a scenario in any field where it's extra extremely challenging that may not have to do with the end goal of marketing attribution, which is, do I understand my customers better? 
Can I spend more when I'm making money on the high value customers? And can I stop wasting money when I'm acquiring little or no customers or acquiring crappy customers? And so this one really hit home for me, this not needing to track every click. I mean, granted, we like to track um, as many things as possible, but it was when we're trying to get people to act on their data, having every single click tracked wasn't a critical factor just continually wasn't what determined whether people had success or not. There's a website that Google has called thinkwithgoogle.com and they have a bunch of attribution articles, one of which concerns a gentleman who is looking to buy headphones and they tracked uh, 200 and something touch points for $100 headphones. And let's just round it down to 200. If you had 200 touch points and you're trying to make sense of that in a way to scale a $100 product, <laughs> you can't recreate a journey like that. Not many customers, at least the ones we serve, have any concept of being able to recreate a 20 touch point journey. And with marketing attribution, the barrier towards action, you know, you got to understand this, what you're looking at first and then be able to act on it. You need to, uh, our job is to simplify it as much as possible, to simplify it to a point where it's understandable and actionable. And then you're going to make money because you took the actions that the platform says. And modeling a 200 touch points that you need to try to recreate in your marketing is, is an absurd idea and task. But when you're trying to say, hey, I need to track every single click and view and whatnot, that hasn't been what people have needed to have success. What they need to do is track the most important touch points as tested and proven because when you get more people to take those particular touch points or to you know actually undergo the, that the particular journey with a, with a couple of touch points, and it ends up profitable, and you can scale spend that replicates that to higher growth. Then you've tracked enough traffic, and until that point, you probably haven't. And once you reach that point, you've tracked enough. Just start scaling more of what works. So. That's one thing that can really slow people down that I wanted to cover as an attribution fail. People that run around looking for this perfect track every touch point solution because that's not the goal. That brings me to the second attribution fail, which is MTA, multi-touch attribution. For those at home not familiar with all my quirky industry acronyms versus STA, single touch attribution. So people come to us generally wanting attribution in general, but looking, uh, you know, thinking multi-touch. And there's a time and a place for multi-touch models and single touch models. But there isn't a, you don't throw it in marketing in general is multi-touch to convert people. So you start thinking, well, I need a multi-touch model in order to scale my ad spend. And then single touch, which is just looking at one specific touch point in the customer journey 
in trying to decide if that is worth doing. Continuing to do, I should say, since you were already doing it, thus we could track it. <laughs> so this one, um, you know what? This one kind of overlaps with the third one, which is match model to goal. So when you have a campaign that has a particular goal or objective, then you want to score the results of that campaign based on the goal. Now, if this is lead gen, for example, then the goal or, or what will be reported in your ad platform is generally how many leads or, or results were achieved based on the objective. And But the real longer term goal is acquiring leads that become high value customers, higher value than they cost to acquire. Hopefully two, three, five, maybe 10x that over time. So when you're trying to determine you know, effectiveness of a new lead campaign, that, that goal requires a single touch attribution model called new lead ROI, in which case you're tracking, did this click create a lead? Was the lead a new lead, not someone already that's been on my list for months and months, opting into my stuff over and over again? This is co uh, commonly the problem with lead tracking through the ad platforms. And then most importantly, did that new lead that came from the click turn into high customer lifetime value? And that, that I mean, you're not going to lifetime being, you know, however long you're measuring, preferably in a reasonable amount of time is that lifetime, is that value higher than the costs by uh, exponential value. So in, in that case, when you're running a lead gen campaign, you actually want a single touch model, which is what created the new lead. And then that model needs to score all future revenue against that point. Now, a, a layman or someone that might, you know, one way you might make a mistake in this area is thinking, well, I need the touch of a new lead is one of the touches, but then the other touches are for the the actual sale conversions those are the additional touch points and so i need multi-touch attribution to determine lead gen and that's not technically correct or um, actionable because what you're going to find is you like, let's go back to the headphones think with google the 200 touch points well one of those touch points was lead gen and all the other touch points are blended in there for other reasons and that'll massively dilute the super important conversion of the new lead. And so when you're, when you're faced with a, a basic a spreadsheet of data and you're saying, well, I want more great new leads, where do I go buy them? You need to score the revenue all the same way, which is just looking at the one conversion point of new lead against all the revenue. And so in that case, that's a single touch model and you are correctly using the right model that matches the goal of what the campaign was trying to do or what your business objective is. Now, similarly, if people come in and say, well, I'm trying to build awareness, new eyeballs, find new eyeballs for awareness, we call that initial brand awareness, then that's when a first click model is very helpful 
because we're trying to say what's the very first thing that um, someone ever clicked on? What compelled them to finally say, okay, I'm going to check out this random no-name brand? That, again, is a single-touch model. And we've mapped the, the objective of initial brand awareness to the attribution model that matches that goal and then used a single touch point. The best use of multi-touch attribution is, is, is an overall, how am I doing on this campaign? Is it making me money in general? And granted, all the targeting, the way it's so sophisticated nowadays and very uh, pinpoint, hopefully, um, there's usually a specific, more specific goal than just, hey, how am I doing? But it is nice to see, hey, how am I doing? <laughs> it's just a nice thing to do. To know, hey, uh, I, I, or, or if you're the type that all your touches uh, you know, are important to you, multi-touch can be uh, very helpful in that case, counting them all equally. The downside of multi-touch, which I've realized over time from consulting on literally about a thousand businesses with multi-touch, so I, I kind of know what I'm, what I'm talking about here, is that it can dilute the impact of the most important conversions. That's the risk. Because let's look at our $100 headphone sale. Guy has 200 touch points to buy $100 worth of headphones. If you looked at all the touch points and called them equally, well, that's 50 cents a touch point. And I'm here to tell you, that's really tough to scale. <laughs> 50 cent value doesn't scale well unless you have billions and billions of events. Um, the people we serve at Wicked Reports is generally e-commerce, half a million to 50 million, normally doing lead gen. And, or, or, or if they're not doing lead gen, we're still finding out if their ads are finding new eyeballs through various mechanisms we use. You need to, the most important conversions are more valuable than spreading the value across all the touch points. That one's been points been made to me through the data time and time again. All right, let's move on to the fourth point. I wish I had these already written and could do a dramatic reveal, but I just have to try to write neat. Not my strong point. My brain gets running faster than my hand, and then I can't read what I'm talking about. Let's try to do this. Um, can't verify... Conversions. This one's really important. You're likely coming to an attribution solution because <laughs> you already don't trust what you're seeing in the ad platforms. And, you know, there's a number of issues behind the ad platforms, but in general, they're not built to be a marketing attribution solution. They do like conversion data to help guide their algorithms. I mean, they love conversion data to help guide their algorithms. But they're not going to tell you, hey, you should spend with our competitors. Or they're not going to say, hey, email's actually closing a lot of these sales, not the incessant retargeting you're doing. So they, they weren't built to try and determine credit. It's not in their best interest to, you know, say to spend with a competitor. So it's not um, something that, you know, something that they're really motivated to do. The other thing is, although your the conversion data is, is often from a pixel, but now people are getting, you know, more sophisticated, pushing the conversion data in. We offer that service with our solution to push data into the ad platforms because it helps your account 
but the you can't generally verify. So common situation, someone spending on Google and AdWords and maybe Pinterest or Snap, let's just say Snap for this scenario, spending on Pinterest, uh, no, Snap, excuse me, spending on Snapchat, Facebook, and Google, and then also doing heavy email. And so they log into their, uh, you know, Google conversions in a given day, and they might show it, see 50 sale conversions. Log into Facebook, see 50 conversions. Snap might show 20 conversions. And then their email tracking, if they have any, like Google Analytics could show another 50. But they only had 100 sales for the day. And yet you add up all the conversions across the platforms and the email system, and you're showing 175. This happens once you reach a certain spending level, this is going to happen a lot where your conversions added up across your various platforms are generally going to be a lot higher than the actual sales. So you can't trust it. So then you go into each platform to try to figure it out and you'll find, oh, this is unpleasant. I've sent you all my data. You're looking at all my data and you can't tell me my own conversions that you're giving me. Super frustrating. And the way it is, it, they're, they're not like, they're not giving them up. Trust me, I've campaigned long and hard with <laughs> face to face with all the ad platforms at their headquarters multiple times. It's not happening. I've given up that dream. But it's hard if you can't verify it. So if you're going to a marketing attribution solution, that's going to tell you different numbers than the ad platforms. That's a good thing, right? Because you're not, why, why are you paying for the same data? then you need to be able to verify why the data is different. And if it's your own source first party data that the attribution solution is collecting, then there's no reason why you can't see the conversions. Why did you say this Facebook campaign only had 12 conversions? Facebook said 50. Or on the flip side, for new lead, new lead gen campaigns, Facebook's not showing any conversions in this spend. How come you're giving it 30 grand worth of credit? Because an attribution solution worth its salt will, will generally, while the spend is happening, it generally will under-report compared to the ad platform. And then when the campaign is stopped and there's customer lifetime value accruing after the attribution window of the ad platform, then the attribution solution should show you the conversions that happen outside, in which case it's more optimistic than the ad platform. It's a tricky field we're in here. So that's one where you want to make sure you can verify the conversions. If you can't, it's going to be another set of data you can't trust. If you can't verify it, why should you trust it? With Facebook and Google, you have no choice. You have to, I mean, you've got to use those platforms, but at the same time, hard to trust the data. You can't verify it. So that's why you want to be able to verify and trust your attribution data. So the last one, probably the most important fail, customer LTV, lifetime value. Every solution is going to say, hey, yeah, we, we pull in your sales, we ingest the data, something like that. What you need is a... a easy way to get customer lifetime value in without you having to lift a finger, if possible, after things are set up. No manual tagging of, of sales, no manual 
the word manual comes in or, oh, you just got to write a script to do this, that, the other thing, or just paste this complicated script and edit it and just put it on these pages and dynamic. All those phrases are things that when I was uh, ran a, a programming shop that also did a uh, conversion track, meant tons of money for me, endless updates that you were going to pay as the business owner, sometimes buggy code. And, and you have to have clean, pristine customer lifetime value data because that's where attribution can give you a big edge only if it's clean. And, and, and do you have time to do something else today? Oh, you didn't go tag all your subscription orders and manually do, do some updating for them? Oh, really? You want to go do that right now? <laughs> no. Nobody wants to do anything more than what they already had to do. So you got to be leery of that. So for me and our platform, accurate customer lifetime value data means you know the ID from the source system without having to lift a finger. For Shopify, we show you the store ID, for example. On subscriptions, the subscriptions are chained together properly because if you chain together a subscription, it's super high value customer and then it should be attributed only and scored, if you will, to the right clicks. A subscription orders need to be taken out of the mix for last click because there's no clicks occurring. The sale already happened. But they've got to be included for your new lead attribution or your existing lead re-engagement re conversions or your first clicks because that's the most valuable customers. One thing that customers uh, of Wicked, you know, they'll come in and after they've been a customer for a while, you may look at a given month and see that you have maybe ten to $40,000 in revenue and $0 costs, in which case some people remember this or, or get the training from their analyst or CRKB. Other people say, hey, there's a bug. I'm having revenue. I'm not spending on this campaign. We're like, holla freaking Yulia. <laughs> Your leads took time to buy and they're now buying. So we're showing you the sale conversions now. Um, that campaign that you stopped could be a missed opportunity to spend more there because though it turns out that lead gen campaign was working, they were just delayed time to buy. We have a whole suite of uh, training on this and um, live training, but um, this is a, a this is an important enough thing that we run a uh, data mining report specifically called missed opportunities because this is so common that the leads buy once you've stopped spending on, you get restless with the campaign or they don't convert fast enough. So that's where accurate customer lifetime value can spot these missed opportunities. Or if you're still spending, they'll keep updating the ROI as this increased LTV comes in so that you can start scaling spend, particularly when it's outside the 28 day windows of the ad platforms. That's where the accurate customer LTV is just a game changer for people. But, where it's an attribution fail or a, a glitch is if you think you see a system where you are going to manually have something to do with keeping this up to date. That's doesn't work often. It can work. I've seen it work. It doesn't work often. And if you're super busy and just go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just do this and, and the attribution is going to be fine, but you're already working like a 12 hour day. Probably not going to, it's probably not going to pan out too well for you. So that's why it's on a fail of a, of a risk that people often have. 
So looking at these, yeah, you don't need every click. You need the right clicks. Multi-touch versus single touch, it depends. You need both. You're going to match the model to the goal, which kind of goes with single touch versus multi-touch. But that one's critical because if you're just looking at an attribution scoring, you know, an ROI, and you don't even know what you're going to do with it, <laughs> that's kind of pointless. But if you have a goal in mind, hey, like I, I'm, this campaign was to do this, so I should use model that complements that goal, that was built for that goal. Conversion verification for an attribution platform is a must. Ad platform, never, not going to get it. So if you do get it, I will pay you to also get it. <laughs> it's just not happening. And then customer LTV being easy, accurate, foolproof. That's, that's a must. And if not, you're in trouble. So thanks for listening to these e-commerce insights. I'm Scott DeGrossier, calling it an episode right now. Take it easy.